Welcome to Plant-Based on Fire, the podcast that ignites your passion for plant-based businesses. Real Men Eat Plants is proud to host this show, where we shine a spotlight on the latest and greatest plant-based companies making waves in the industry. From startups to established brands, we'll explore what sets these businesses apart, what challenges they've faced, and what their vision for a more sustainable and ethical food future looks like. So if you're hungry for some fresh insights, inspiring stories, and a healthy dose of entrepreneurial spirit, then join us on Plant-Based on Fire, brought to you by Real Men Eat Plants. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Plant-Based on Fire. I'm your host, Brian, where we are going to continue talking about plant-based businesses and their inspiring stories to thrive in the industry. I have an amazing guest joining us today. It's Glenn Tickle. And Hello. Glenn is a comedian. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I got a little bit of research on you, and I've been following you on TikTok and a few other channels. Uh, so, Glenn's, you're based in New Jersey, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people yeah. think Pennsylvania for some reason, but New Jersey <laughs> my entire life. Nice. And you've been on Dry Bar Comedy, The Travel Channel, Cozy TV, and even Sirius XM, right? Yes. Do you have, do you get Cozy TV? That's the one that people don't usually know. I I get it, but like I know I'm a streaming nerd kind of a thing. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, they did a contest uh, years ago everybody... that I won, and it's like if you're, if for if listeners aren't familiar with it, they show like Andy Griffith reruns all day, and then I won this contest, so they filmed a set of mine at a comedy festival. So it would be like, here's an Andy Griffith rerun, here's this guy telling jokes for 20 minutes. We're not going to explain why, and then another Andy Griffith rerun. <laughs> <laughs> and a friend of mine That's was working hilarious. there at the time. He's like, we would get so many emails from people about your set. I'm like, were they saying nice things? He's like, they were mostly confused why it was happening. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I, That's funny. I also was confused. Well, you have millions of views on TikTok. And my favorite fact that I looked up is you're a competitive Mario player. So which Mario? Like, break it Dr. down. Dr. Mario, me. specifically. Okay. Uh, All right, so, Doctor Mario. Yeah, if you don't, it's it came out a long time ago. It's the it's the one the that Tetris people compare one, to right? Tetris. Yeah, where yeah. you're dropping pills down on viruses. It is uh, just a thing I'm randomly very good at, and <laughs> it's not a skill that's ever translated. Like it doesn't come up in my day to day <laughs> life where my ability to stack pills by color like impacts my day to day, which nice. is a shame because I'm really quite good at it. <laughs> And there isn't a Dr. Mario competition worldwide where you can there's clear out a, like 100 grand or. There's one, well, I forget. There is one with prize money. It's not a lot. It was like maybe, I think, 500 bucks if I won. I've competed okay. in it twice and like qualified for like the final rounds. Um, nice. Or not like the finals. It was. You, you like play to qualify. I'm not a sports guy, so I don't know like the terms of how <laughs> tournaments work. Uh, you play yeah. a, a couple people early in the day and then the best people from that get put in like the bracket to compete and i've been in that bracket twice um Very i didn't cool. get to do Congrats. it i was gonna do it again last year and i didn't get the chance so hopefully this year awesome well 
so tell us a little bit about your background, your journey here, and, and you know, how did you stumble into the plant-based lifestyle? Sure. Uh, in high school, I read Upton Sinclair's The Jungle and thought it was gross and then didn't want to eat meat anymore. But I went to high school in the late 90s, uh, so it was harder if you are, you know, 14, have no income or, like, ability to get <laughs> to the store yourself uh, to yeah. really do, like, a big lifestyle change. Uh, so I did go back after a while just kind of out of not really knowing how to keep feeding myself as as slightly yeah. older than a child. Uh, because I was, I'm one of five kids. We didn't have a ton of money growing up and I didn't feel like I was never the kind of kid who's going to present my parents with like a grocery list and be like, you need to purchase these items for me. It was just, you know, I tried to keep my head down, uh, you know, whatever's around, I'll try to make the best out of. Uh, and then it was around the time my older daughter was born, uh, 10 years ago where at that point I, I wasn't eating a lot of meat anyway. And it's like, well, let's just see how long I can go without eating any of it. And, uh, it's been over a decade and it's easier. Like there's, there's so many more options. Um, I have friends who are like, who will be vegan at home. And then when they're touring around friends who are comedians specifically, they're like, they'll, Mm -hmm. they'll be a vegetarian on the road just cause like sometimes, you know, you're in a remote town in Nebraska and there's not a ton of choices for you. So yep. They'll yeah. be a little more flexible. I I agree. I mean, I think that's the best the best path. I mean, do it where you can, but the corporate corporate world and the travel world has not caught up to us yet. Um, yeah, but hopefully, we'll continue to be the advocates of change there. So so tie it together for me. How did you get into the comedy side of things? What inspired your career there? Sure, uh, I went to school for film because uh, I wanted to write and direct, and I, I made a movie my last year of college. Uh, which is really hard. It's, it's a lot of work to to write a, a script, get a crew together, film it, edit it, get it in festivals. Like it can be years before you find out if an audience likes your idea. With stand up, it's like immediate, and that's hard to beat. So when I couldn't get hired to like write or direct things, I noticed well, I'm like stand ups are getting hired for these jobs that I want. I don't mind standing in front of people and talking and all my movies were comedies. So I'm like, I know how jokes work. Like I'll just go do that until I get a writing job. Uh, and it worked. I mean, I did eventually get writing jobs, but also I'm like, well, this is actually better. I think like this is, yeah, it's, you know, I, I say easier, but I think I just mean for me specifically, I don't, I don't know that one's necessarily objectively easier than the other. Um, they're both, mm-hmm. they both have challenges, but, yeah, stand, just standing there. I don't have like equipment to pack. I don't need to coordinate twenty people's <laughs> schedules for a weekend. It's it's hard to beat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's one of those things. Like, I always aspired to like have the boldness to get up on stage and stuff and and do that. So I I'm envious of you. Uh, on that. <laughs> you've sent me you've sent me a couple of videos, and then I I definitely saw a couple of yours on TikTok and stuff. Yeah. I love how you just interweave some of the plant-based stuff into your routine and stuff. What, what's been the, like, how have you developed that content, I guess? And, and how, sure. how has the audience responded to it? I uh, love it. <laughs> I do. I, there's a, a joke on my dry bar special where I talk about how I, I don't eat meat uh, and that upset 
a lady at a barbecue uh and it was i've i've heard it in, in comments on like social media if i talk about it uh or you know other accounts that i follow they'll like you get the same probably five to ten comments where they're like, oh, mm -hmm. well, if you don't eat meat, why do you want to eat something that looks like meat? I'm like, meat doesn't look like hamburgers. Like, meat's not a cylinder. <laughs> That's not how it comes. Like, this is, right. I your whole argument <laughs> is based on nothing. Um, but it's also, uh, when I, that was the first joke I think I did where I talked about how I don't eat meat. And I noticed if I do it in New York or, uh, you know, here in Jersey, usually doesn't get that big of a reaction uh, i mean people laugh at it it's a great joke but i mean like nobody really mm -hmm. pushes back on the idea that i don't eat meat but then i went right. out to nebraska years ago for like my first midwest shows and i did I that imagine. joke and like immediately <laughs> it like they turned on me like they were mad just at the idea <laughs> that i didn't eat meat and so for yeah. a while it's like all right well i guess i won't do this joke in the midwest but then I started thinking of other jokes where I talk about it. I did it on Drybar uh, because that platform, they just, the only thing they care about is that it is clean. Like that's, right. that's the goal yeah. for the entire platform. So I had to like look at all the material I had. I'm like, all right, what's the absolute cleanest stuff I had? That was on mm -hmm. there. And I got, you can kind of hear it on the recording. Like some people kind of push back a little bit. Um, yeah. But Drybar also releases like compilations sometimes. So they did one where it was people making jokes about vegetarians and they included my joke about being a vegetarian, but all the other comics were like, don't you guys hate vegetarians? And they titled it <laughs> the real reason people don't like vegetarians. And I'm like, are you saying it's me? Cause it feels like the way you cut this together, it feels like you're saying I'm the reason. And I'm like, I, I always yeah. try to make the point. I'm like, I'm not pushy about it. I'm not here to try to convert anybody. Uh, it is just like anything else I talk about in comedy. I'm like, this is my lived experience. And as a result of that, a thing happened that I think is interesting. So I'm going to tell you about that thing. Um, it's I, I think I say the line on the drive bar special. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to give you pamphlets after the show. I just this is just one of many stories I'm going to tell. We'll move on if you don't like it. Um, but then it kind of felt like a fun challenge of, you know, I, I was doing a show in Wisconsin a couple of months ago and it's like, I'm going to do a lot of jokes about this in Wisconsin. I want to see like, if I can get them on board, push the envelope. Um, yeah. Cause I usually work clean, not out of like a moral stance. It is just like, as a guy who gets asked to work a lot of corporate and college shows where they ask me to work clean. It's like, well. I don't want to write two sets. Like I don't want to have the dirty set and a clean. I'd rather just write jokes that I can do pretty much anywhere. And those happen to be yeah. clean. And the ones where it's like, yeah, the, the most controversial thing I tend to bring up is that I don't eat meat. That's like the thing that gets the biggest reaction out of people. And it's like, well, let me see if I can make this work in the Midwest. Like I want to make these people laugh at you know me drinking oat milk or whatever and not in like a mean way i don't want i'm not going to be the butt of the joke at them laughing you know i don't want them laughing at me i want them laughing with me kind of thing um yeah so on the the news i think i spent sent you a clip from uh my new special coming out where i talked about the vegan deli that was in my town um mm -hmm. but there's there's more where i talk about how i found out i'm lactose intolerant uh, so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just kind of by default now, like one step closer to just being vegan. Um, yeah. cause cheese upsets my tummy. 
and mm-hmm. it's like all right well i i had a guy i went to buy oat milk one day and this guy i feel like i look like this guy saw me coming and he's like this guy will love this and he like complained about all the plant milks in the aisle like i was gonna be like oh yeah ha 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 but i that's what i was there to buy so i was like no yeah and i just grabbed my oat milk and walked away after yelling at him uh and yeah i'm like i i want I feel like most of the people coming to see me if I'm doing a show in Kansas City or something would probably agree with that guy over me, but I'm the one they're there to see. So I'm like, can I make them, can I get them on my side enough to laugh at this? Not necessarily like they're going to give up dairy and start drinking oat milk, but um, yeah, it also gets, it's, it's been weird, uh, like I said, doing it in different places and seeing how they react because sometimes people get genuinely angry. <laughs> they do it's yeah it's such a and that's where like how like i just have so many questions for you like how are you handling that i mean there's stereotypes misconceptions people are just not educated and like i think you can make a killing by just hitting the veg fest circuit across america i mean 12 percent of us in the united states are plant-based vegan vegetarian whatever that that norm is that we're driving towards like if you just get the word out i bet you could jam pack every place you go to or to I'm on board. by just hitting hitting the Facebook group for that city and just saying, look, there's like it's such a rare thing to come across somebody who's plant based and it's gonna hit some yeah. comedy things. There's so a co- I, just, I know I think you're hitting a niche. I don't so, wanna introduce like too much competition, but there's a couple like uh I, particularly vegan comedians like Mike Kaplan uh is a mm-hmm. comedian I've worked with uh and around the time I stopped eating meat I, w- I was working with him and he's been vegan for I don't know how long, but I was asking him, like, how do you like find food on the road? And he's like, you know, most places will steam a carrot for you if you ask. And it's like, <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess that's fair. But uh, I mean, the real answer is you go to a grocery store instead of a restaurant. Like that's, that's right. If, yeah. if there's any other plant based, curious traveling comedians. Yeah, you just go to the go to the grocery store, get some stuff for the hotel room. That's usually what I do. That's right. I hit Chipotle usually. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, what's the, uh, so are you going to like, the other thing that I'm thinking is like, when are you going to just get, you know, the 10 vegan comedians all together and, and hit the circuit? <laughs> we'll the, just go on tour. The vegan, the vegan tour. Yeah. I um, I would be down because so, the one like Mike and some of the other ones that I know, like are some of my favorite comics to watch. Um, I'm blanking on his name. I've not, I didn't know about him very long. I heard him on the vegan hacks podcast a couple weeks ago. Uh, and he is like on, he's sort of similar to like what I said of like, Oh, can I get audiences to laugh at this? Whether they agree with me or not. Uh, he is like actively talking about being a vegan, uh, with that kind of goal in mind. And I, I, I'm blanking on his name. So I apologize to this young man. No, that's okay. Los Angeles. You made me. You're, I'm just trying to think of like how, to your point, like how do you not polarize it? Because it is such a, a, you know, a challenging topic for most people to have a, a discussion around. But like, where is that like George Carlin or Robin Williams like rant that you can just go off on and convince people to to do it in a comedy funny kind of way? Like I don't know, there's yeah. lots to unpack there. I mean. I, again, I wish I could remember this guy's name, but uh, he was talking about, he's like, he wants to do that. He wants to like kind of uh, use comedy in like an evangelical way for the plant-based lifestyle. I'm like, more power to you. I don't want to do that. Like, I I yeah. don't, 
uh, I'm teaching a stand-up class right now, and one of the things uh, that I was I was talking about this past week was how like you can absolutely use comedy to get a message across, but I think mm-hmm. when that's the goal, I think the comedy is like a little worse. I think yeah, I if if you start out with your main goal of I'm going to make a point, then you know you can do that while making jokes, absolutely. But if your main goal is I'm I want to make a joke. I want I want these people to laugh. And mm-hmm. your point of view can come across and you can absolutely still use that and you know, make a point. Uh I don't I don't bring up politics a lot on on stage uh mainly mm-hmm. because like as a guy who travels around, I'm frequently performing for people who probably vehemently disagree with me on a lot of political mm-hmm. matters. So I always look at it as like, well, I'm being invited to this place by these people to do this show. If they invited right. me to dinner, I wouldn't like kick the door and be like, hey, who'd you idiots vote for? And let me tell you why you're right, wrong. Right. Like it just seems yeah. rude. Yeah. Uh, so I don't want to, I want people to have a good time is like the basics well, of it all. Like everything in life, it's getting more and more specialized, right? Like a yeah. Trevor Noah, John Stewart can do that political. They they have the the following and the drive to right because people will go the see them specifically. The like people yeah, are going to exactly. go see John Stewart because they know and like John Stewart. Kind of where I'm at right. in my career is people are going to go see me because there's a comedian in town, or like I said frequently because. They're at a work thing, and their boss thought it would be a good idea to bring right, me in. Right. Uh, so they're not starting on my side necessarily, uh, and I, I don't, you know, I don't want to agitate anybody. Uh, I mean, on online, like if you follow me on social media, like I'm political there because if you're coming to my social media pages, you've made that choice. Like you're right. free to come and go as you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this, it's like, well, I'm, I, I don't eat meat. And I, I don't eat meat for reasons, and I, I want to talk about, you know, my life. That's right. My my comedy is mostly about my kids because they're a huge part of my life, obviously. I spend most Absolutely. of my day yeah. taking care of them. I'm around them more than anybody else. Uh, and then mm-hmm. the, like, other big parts of my life, that's what I want to talk about on stage. But th- the for same sure. way, like, when I talk about my kids, I'm not there to convince people to have kids. It is just, here's a fact of my life that I'm going to talk about. Uh, I have kids and they're weird. And just like, you know, a fact of my life is I don't eat meat. And, you know, when I travel around the country, sometimes that causes weird reactions from people that I think are funny to bring up. Um, But it is usually it's like I have to start it by saying I don't eat meat. And that is the part that people just shut down sometimes. And then it's, you know, well, I'm going to win them back because I know these jokes are pretty good. Um, right. And it's, I, I, I don't think I've ever said I don't eat meat and I, you shouldn't either, even though like, right. I think that yeah. <laughs> like you, you should probably you do, do, you it. do have to get them, but you do plant that seed, you know? So that, but that's where I'm so glad you're came on the plant-based on fire. So I hope everybody who's listening takes a minute to share this episode out and make sure everybody knows Glenn Tickle's name in our community here and <laughs> y'all go you. and support him as he's traveling across the United States. So I guess how, what kind of impact do you hope to have through your comedy and, and advocating a little bit here and there where you can for the plant-based life? Um, I mean, I, I like, <laughs> hang on. 
I put you train, on the spot. <laughs> yeah. No, a train was going by, and I have ADD, and it derailed me. Hit me with that question one more time. I'm sorry. I guess what kind of impact are you hoping to have? Like, I know you don't, like, point it out. Like, you shouldn't eat meat kind of a thing. But I do think there's that little little absurdities of, of things, you know, like you're yeah. killing the animals or just those little – there's so many jokes, I think us plant basers have internally that we we point out to our friends and family when they ask us the silly protein question you know yeah uh i think in terms of impact i think it is it is helpful like maybe there's young people out there who like comedy and are kind of on the fence uh about whether they want to stop eating meat or whatever and then if they see their buddy glenn on (laughs) on the internet you know making jokes about how he doesn't eat meat and then they're more comfortable with it. Like I have, you know, queer friends who talk about it on stage kind of with the same intent. They're like, I'm not trying to make anyone queer. It's just if a young person sees me just existing in the world, then it like shows them mm-hmm. that it's okay. And right. I guess, I mean, I, I understand that it's two different things. But if, you know, people see, oh, yeah, like you can you cannot eat meat for a decade and still be pretty well overweight and like it is i'm not struggling for protein i'm sort i'm i'm thriving uh as as much right. as as i'm gonna uh and i think that's right because there are like there are people who genuinely think like oh yeah no you need to eat meat or you'll die <laughs> you you won't actually it's fine you can get by on chickpeas with like pretty much little else for a good couple of days there that's right that's right yeah and it's surprising to people when you say a good majority of the planet doesn't eat meat too and they don't realize that so um glenn it has just been so fun to get to know you a little bit more here your comedy business what what collaborations and stuff do you have coming up and how do people reach you and get in touch and figure out where they can see you in person yeah uh it, i'm just at glenn tickle uh glenn with one n the correct way as as i'm sure merzer will tell you uh on whatever social media platforms uh i, I just joined blue sky if you're familiar with that one i'm on there yeah, now at glenn tickle okay. um tiktok is the one i probably use the most uh, and I have a new special coming out later this year on my YouTube channel called Glenn Tickle Against the World Crime League, uh, which will be out August or September, I think. I don't have a date yet, but probably cool. will by the time this comes out. It might actually be out by the time this comes out. We'll see. That is awesome. Well, we look forward to seeing how we can help support you and help grow your uh, budding comedy business for sure. And uh, hopefully we'll get to see you on Saturday Night Live or some even bigger, cooler thing in the future here, right? Yeah, I appreciate it. What else can we do as a community to, to help you? Is there anything else you want to add? Um, I mean, if you want to like, help me... subscribe to your YouTube yeah, channel. Say, if you want to specifically help me, you can go to my YouTube channel because that's the, I'm releasing the new special there in an attempt to grow that. So if people want to cool, head cool, to cool. Uh, Glenn Tickle over on YouTube... And you can watch my dry bar specials there. Uh, there's a, a poorly shot video of my first album recording. There's there's content you can enjoy. <laughs> awesome. So download that. Put it on your phones, people. Thank you so much, Glenn, for being here. Thank and you for having that me. is really all the time we have for Plant Based on Fire today. And thanks again, Jen, for share- Glenn, for sharing some of your insights and experiences with us. Until next time, everyone, keep that fire burning. And that's a wrap for this episode of Plant Based on Fire. 
We hope you enjoyed learning about the innovative plant-based businesses we featured today and got inspired to support them on their journey. Remember, plant-based eating isn't just a trend. It's a way of life that benefits your health, the environment, and animals. By choosing plant-based foods, you're making a positive impact on the world and helping to create a better and more compassionate future. If you want to join the Real Men Eat Plants community and get even more resources to help you go and stay plant-based, check out our blog, podcasts, and 30-day challenge at realmeneatplants.com. Thank you for tuning in to Plant-Based on Fire, brought to you by Real Men Eat Plants. Head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a review and let us know what you think of this episode. Don't forget to tag us at Plant Based on Fire when you share this episode in your preferred social media. Wish to be a guest? We need to know about your plant-based business. Email us at pbof at realmeneatplants.com. We love hearing from our listeners. Thank you to our guests and to you, our listeners, for your support. And see you next time.